Welcome to the Cars and Caffeine Podcast. I'm Ken, and today we're without Brandon, um, but I have a special guest on. His name is Arlen Liverman. How's it going, Arlen? Going well. How are you? Pretty good, man. Thanks. Uh, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to join me on the podcast and talk with me for a little bit. No problem. So I got I found out about you through a, a mutual friend of ours, Jake Cheney. Yep. <laughs> he did a bunch of pitches for him, I think, a while back on a Subaru, right? Mm-hmm. That was about two and a half years ago now i think wow yeah i remember him telling me he's like man you got to check out this guy he's one of the best photographers in the northeast and he told me about you and i checked out your pictures and stuff i was just like damn some really good shit man your work is exceptional for sure yeah thank you it means a lot um so how did you get started in photography like where did it all start for you um so i actually had no intentions of shooting cars when i first got into photography Mm -hmm. um kind of just by accident so i used to be into skateboarding and i hurt myself um so i wasn't able to skate for a while and uh, one of my friends he recommended you know picking up the camera and uh just taking pictures of them so uh i mean that's how i basically got started in photography and that was about four and a half years ago now wow so you've only been doing it for a little while yeah just getting used to it all (laughs) it's crazy and were you always into cars or yeah, it's been in the cars uh, since I was in high school, really. Yeah. Um, had an old BMW that I used to work on. And um, just eventually, you know, the paths just met and, uh, you know, just started shooting cars. Yeah. Do you, you work on them too or you just, do you just shoot yep. them? Yeah. I try to. <laughs> you try to. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you do for a living? Um, so I do uh, network security right now, uh, oh, okay. government, and um, just photography on the side. Yeah. And you uh, used to used to have an icon, and you switched to Sony, right? Yep, that's right. Uh, made the switch. Still debating after a year if I like it or not. <laughs> you know, I've heard mixed reviews. Um, I've heard people say that they don't like how the Sony performs as far as under low light and capturing motion and stuff sometimes. And I, I, I know I've talked to a couple of different professional photographers. Some love the Nikon D850, and some still like the Sony. And I'm actually debating whether I have a D750 right now. Okay. I'm trying to debate whether I should move up to the D850 or if I should switch over to Sony. I've actually been having the same debate. Um, so I used to shoot with the uh, Sony the A7R2, mm-hmm. and um, I just recently sold that and got the uh, kind of downsized file size wise and got the uh, A7 III. Oh, really? Um, Not the A7R3, yeah. just the A7 III. Yep. Um, what sold me was the uh, 11 frames per second. Right. Um, it really helps a lot doing rollers. For and, sure. Uh, just like motion shots. Right, yeah. I mean, it, that, that's really good. Uh, that's pretty quick. That camera's super fast. So. Oh, yeah. And the A7 III uh, is still pretty good quality, right? Yeah, it's, I believe it's 24.3 megapixels. So, I mean, you know, definitely still usable. Yeah. Um, I found for the most part with, like, the A7R2, I wasn't really using the full 42 megapixels like it wasn't necessary for what i do right um and it was really just clogging up my computer (laughs) yeah huge files Yep, exactly but even with the d850 you're going to get that too right because they're like close to 50 megapixels aren't they yeah i think if i'm not mistaken i think the 850 is 36 i think i'm not i might be wrong on that yeah i'm not sure i don't remember off the top of my head but i know it was up there oh yeah um i mean it's a great camera um what i really I'm kind of on the fence about is with the Sony. I'm not sure if I like how it produces colors. Really? Yeah. See, I've heard that too. I've heard like, especially with people, I don't know if you ever do people at all or if you ever plan to. I've heard the Sony with people, the colors aren't exactly the way you'd want it. 
Yeah, I know. Um, for uh, like what I do, uh, the grass it tends to be more on like the bluish kind of hue. Yeah. Um, it's just I don't know. It's kind of weird for me, but uh, slowly getting used to it. Yeah, I mean, I imagine over time you could probably adjust stuff and make it work for you. And from what I've seen and from what I've heard, the Sony like has excep- exceptional clarity and it's just super clean and super clear. Oh, it's unreal, especially um, like what you can recover from a file if yeah. it's uh, like underexposed or overexposed. So extremely high dynamic range. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And also I've also heard or I've seen like articles and stuff like that. They have a lot more focus points than say the D750. Obviously, D seven fifty has you know it's a lower end uh, full frame camera, but I think the D eight fifty's got like one hundred and fifty three focus points. Yeah, and I know the uh, the Sony I'm shooting now, I want to say it's four hundred thirty nine. Yeah, which is six hundred something something like that. Yeah, I think it's the A seven three. It covers ninety some percent of the frame. Yeah, remember reading correctly. So I mean, it makes it a lot easier, especially when composing a shot. I don't have to you know focus and then kind of recompose. Right. Yeah, because sometimes I know with like the D750, you'll get, you know, only three focus points to come up, and then you have to redo it and try and get them all and stuff like that. And it, it can exactly. be it can be annoying sometimes. Oh, I agree. Now I remember talking to Jake. Or was it Jake or it might have been you? I'm not sure. But when you do rollers, do you always do it with a um, rig, or do you do like regular rollers where you hang out the window too? Sometimes. Oh, I actually go through phases on that. So when I did Jake's car, it was I was going through a rig phase. Mm-hmm. So. I would try to rig everything. Right. Um, and now more recently I've been doing it from a card just because I don't feel like photoshopping the rig out the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like a lot of work. Like I haven't tried it yet. We do me and my friend Brandon, we do it through the windows of cars and I feel like mm-hmm. not only is it more natural looking, but then you don't have to do as much photoshopping. Exactly. Um I mean the plus side to the rig is that you have a lot more control over the shot. Right. So um, you know, it's a lot it's generally a lot sturdier. Um you don't have necessarily as much shake or anything to deal with. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, the only downside really is that, um, especially if you're doing on like a public road, it can be kind of hard to, you know, navigate traffic with a 20 yeah, foot pole. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we do on highways and stuff like that where you got two lanes so we can drive next to each other. And basically what I try to do is I'll put my camera on fast speed so where I can just press the button down and just take a bunch of pictures. So basically exactly. I know I'm going to get at least a few out of there that are going to be good. Yep. So that's um, that's actually what sold me on the uh, Sony, the a7 III. Um, since I've been doing a lot more car-to-car rollers now, um, the 11 frames per second, it makes it so almost every picture I take, it's a keeper, more or less. Right, because it focuses so quick and it's able to take them so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even with the D750, it's tough sometimes. Like, I've noticed some are way out of focus, obviously, and some are really good in focus. But um, mm-hmm. when you're shooting in that real fast, I mean, it's, I think it's only like six frames per second, which isn't super fast. But okay. it seems to be like when you have it in that mode where it's um, you just press it down, it just shoots. I think it gets warm sometimes, the sensor, and it's like freezes up sometimes. It stops shooting for a oh, minute wow. or so. I think that's just because you're doing it so much. I don't know if you've ever run into that issue. Um, I don't think I ever have, um, let's see. Yeah, I don't think I have. I know I hit the, uh, heat warning before when I had the, uh, a seven R two. Yeah. Um, but never with the, uh, my uh, new one. Yeah. I've, like I said, I've heard a lot of good things about Sony, especially when it comes to video, they kill it. Oh, absolutely. Um, cause I know I, I originally switched because I planned on doing video, but I just don't really have the time for it. It's but, a lot um, of work. Definitely is. 
it is, especially the editing for yeah, it. Yeah, the editing is the worst part because you got to yep. figure out <laughs> what cut you want to put where. You got to figure out what song you're going to use and how you're going to put it up to that it, song and that beat and everything. It's just so much work. Exactly. And then, you know, if you want to add in sound effects such as, you know, like the um, like a turbo or something like that, yep. you know, it just adds that much more no, to you it. No, you got to take a microphone, you got to put it there, and then you got to do it separately and then add it because usually the microphone on the camera does not sound very good. Exactly. So I think I made one video and it's never seen the light of day for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watch like videos of like Crispy and Halcyon and all those guys. They put in so much time and so much work. It's crazy. I and their work is unreal too yeah, they, they do amazing work but that's why there's only a couple of them that are that good because exactly it just know, takes the time yeah but I guess if that's all you do and you have the time then it's not such a bad thing yep that's true um I was looking at the your Instagram here and this one picture you had in the um Toyo Toyo Tires contest how did you do mm-hmm. on that are you still um so I was actually selected as a finalist mm-hmm. um I didn't get the grand prize, unfortunately, but um, the picture will be in a gallery in Hawaii. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> that's a really sick picture. What is that, like, with light painting, or you just kind of use, like, a strobe? Yep, so that was light painting. Um, we shot that downtown D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really go exactly how we had planned to, because we were trying to get a, um, a nighttime roller shot. Um but there's just so much traffic uh, we weren't able to, so we just kind of settled on that shot. Now, um, last, see, I recently got some strobes, and I'm trying to figure out how to work with it and everything. Okay. Um, last night we did a BMW out in Connecticut, and basically with strobe, you really just kind of light up where you want to and just mm-hmm. fit them all into Photoshop, and then, like, you kind of want to blend them all together and stuff like that and just figure out how to do it, right? That's basically what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with strobes. Um, <laughs> I've been doing a lot more natural light stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I will strobe every now and then. Um, it's just, you know, a lot more work that you have to do, but right. you can't beat the results. Yeah, I love the effect it creates when you get it right. The detail that it brings out is amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, especially if you get a car that has, like, a lot of flake in the paint. Yeah. Um, you can really get that to pop. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of it. It's sometimes, like you said, I, I kind of like it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's too bright and it just doesn't mm-hmm. look good. You're just like, oh, exactly. that looks like shit. Yeah, you just have to find that balance. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, you just recently did this Lamborghini, too. Where was that? Yep. <laughs> so I took a trip out um, beginning of August uh, to Las Vegas. Um, and so usually if I don't have, like, um, set shoots when I travel like that, um, I'll just look on Instagram for some local cars yeah. and uh, reached out to him and he got back to me and uh, yeah, you see the results. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty badass car. Yeah, really, thank you. Really good pictures too. Were you out there for like just visiting or just for a business trip? or? Um, just for fun really. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend and I went out. Uh, we were supposed to go to Colorado, but I messed up the tickets, so we weren't <laughs> able to go there. <laughs> And you've also recently got some pictures in Super Street, at least one or two that I've seen, right? Yep. So I uh, when I started shooting with them, uh, about six months ago, I believe now. That's cool. Um, yeah, and I just did a shoot for them yesterday, actually. Oh, really? What kind of car? Yeah. Uh, Toyota MR2. Oh, what year? Uh, I honestly have no idea. Uh, my friend Brandon's <laughs> a big fan of the MR2s. I like them. They're pretty cool, okay. too. 
Yeah, you really don't see a lot either. No. We went to uh, Weckfest last weekend. You ever heard of Weckfest? Okay. Have you ever heard of Weckfest? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I tried to go, but just couldn't fit into my schedule. It was a lot of fun. It, we've, you okay. know, we go to a bunch of different car shows, but that car show was like, you know, you're talking cream of the crop cars, you know, 300, oh, 300 cars only, and, you know, special, um, you have to be selected to come there and stuff like that. Just some amazing, amazing cars. They had everything there. I mean, obviously not too many muscle cars or anything like that, but a lot of imports, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Skylines, newer GTRs, some Porsches, oh, well. BMWs, um, a couple Lamborghinis. They had a twin-turbo Lamborghini there with uh, the roof rack on it. Oh, I saw that, the uh, white one? Yeah, yep. Yep, saw pictures of that one. I've noticed that's becoming popular, too, is roof racks or bike racks. I'm not sure why. I've- yeah, I've seen a couple uh, R8s with them. I mean, it's kind of cool. I guess it adds something different to your car, makes it look a little different. It's kind of cool for pictures. But I also, in, in a sense, think that it kind of takes away from the body lines of the car a little bit. But yeah, I tend, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I'm, I'm a purist, I guess you could say, because I don't really like convertibles either, because I feel the same way about that. They take well, away nope, from the um, body <laughs> right, I'm right with you. Um, like when I go to car shows, I, I know it's a car show and you're supposed to have your hoods up and stuff like that, but I, I hate it for taking pictures. It just <laughs> makes them look terrible. I agree. Um, I don't know the last time I've photographed a convertible, honestly. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it. I mean, there was a couple of convertibles at the show, which obviously we take pictures of them, but that's just for show. Mm-hmm. But unless somebody, you know, hits us up and wants to pay us to do some pictures and it's a cool car. But for mm, the most exactly. part, I really am not going out looking for convertibles to do pictures. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> I can't blame you. <laughs> they they do though. I mean, without the roof there, you take away the only Cobra that I would consider shooting is because I love the co- car is the Cobras, the Shelby Cobras. Okay, I agree. Um, yeah, the they only way look, right. The only they way look, they came no, was a convertible. So yeah, I think um, definitely those. Um, I don't hate the. Um, the BMW, like the Z Force, yeah. Um, but even those, I mean, it, I'd rather have the uh, coupe or a sedan. Yeah, I agree. It just it just gives a much better look, sleeker look. Mm-hmm. Um, I also noticed you did a nine nine three not too long ago here. Oh, the uh, black one. Yeah, we actually did one too not too long ago. What, kind, what year is this one? Did you know? Do you remember? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. It looks pretty um, similar to the one we did. The guy that we did around here in Albany, he's a ninety five nine nine three. Okay. He actually um, tracks it too and everything. Oh, that's awesome. See, I love it when uh the owner actually, you know, uses the car on the track. Yeah, he's a he's an engineer. He just retired recently, but he was an engineer. Worked for um I don't know, either the state or something like that here in Albany. And um he's built a bunch of stuff for the car. He actually dr- takes he trailers tires on the car with the car. Okay. Like he pulls the trailer with his Porsche. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny that he actually do that. If I had a Porsche like that, I don't think I'd want a trailer or anything with it. But I don't think I could. <laughs> really good guy, though. We did pitches for him last year, and uh, I think it was November. And I remember doing rollers, hanging out the window. It was like 40 degrees. It's like, Jesus Christ, this sucks. <laughs> My fingers were getting all stiff, and I couldn't really shoot very well. But they ended up working out. Oh, good. But yeah, I know that feeling with the, uh, the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks sometimes, for sure. It does. Some other pictures I really liked that S two thousand. Those came out really good. Thank you. Um, so those were uh, that was a pretty last minute shoot. Um, we did that one. It was uh, at like a warehouse they're building. Yeah. And um, so you know we tried to get in before you know they move all the trucks and trailers in. Yep. 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, it definitely turned out well. Um, better than I thought it would, honestly. Yeah, I like him a lot. Like, I think one of my favorite pitchers is the head-on one, just with the warehouses in the background just going by. You know, it's kind of subtle, but not really. Like, it, it brings you to mm-hmm. the car, but obviously it's framed in the middle, too, so it's right there. But, I don't know, there's just something about it. The warehouse is kind of like, hey, here's the car. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Composition is really good on that one. Thank you. Do you have any um, out of your? I don't know how many shoots you've done, but is there any shoot that stands out in your mind as being one of your favorites? The one that you like really enjoyed the most? You had a lot of fun doing. Uh, that's kind of tough. It is. I know. <laughs> I would say, at least at this moment right now, um, the first time I went to Vegas uh, to do a shoot last May, um, I shot these two like a uh, pre runner style trucks. A Toyota. Um, no, they were a, a Ford F-150, and I believe the other one was a Ranger, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and we just went out to a, a dried lake bed, and it was like a dust storm was starting, so we had to oh, deal with cool. the wind and everything. Um, and then uh, for like, I was, you know, I was going to do roller shots out there, and uh, next thing I know, they're just, you know, going across the lake bed 100 miles an hour. <laughs> That's awesome. And, um, you know, I'm just standing on the side with the uh, 70 to 200, just getting them uh, as they go by. Like panning shots? Yep. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely a unique experience. It's funny you're talking about that because I was watching, I bought this tutorial from Easton Chang. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's a professional photographer. I have the same tutorial. Oh, okay. The one off RGG yep. or something like that, mm-hmm. EDU. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was watching it, how he did that portion, the um, lake bed there. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I did it the exact same way. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to learn a lot. I learned from that. I learned a couple stuff in uh, Photoshop, but the most thing I've learned is like before I started doing this, I always thought, you know, there's always a set way of doing stuff, but it's really not. It's more or less, you know, there's ways of doing things, but it's all about how you want it to look and your creativeness and where you want it to be, basically. Exactly. And I mean, in my opinion, that's what separates um, a lot of the really good, uh, like full-time automotive photographers um you know each one has their own way of doing it behind the scenes yeah like Um, i've noticed they all like they all use their own ways of doing it but they get the similar results as far as the way they look obviously people stand out but like some people will use lightroom and photoshop some people will use bridge and photoshop it's really just a matter of the way you want to do it exactly I can never get used to using Bridge. I'm a Lightroom Photoshop yeah, guy. Yeah, I tried it. After watching the Easton Chang one, I tried it, and I'm like, it's just weird. I don't know. I'm not it a, is. I'm not a fan of Raw of Adobe Raw as much. I feel like Lightroom's better, and it's got more. I know it's very similar, and it's almost the same, but I don't know. I, yeah, uh, I'm at the um, – I kind of at the stage now where I more or less just use Lightroom to organize my pictures. Yeah. And um, from there, I'll just import into Photoshop and use the uh, – uh, camera roll. Oh, you do use camera. I, I use it sometimes, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe it's because I started with Lightroom before I used Photoshop. I'll use Lightroom and then put them into Photoshop to finish them. I agree. Yeah. So when I first started doing that, this was probably, probably about a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, it did take a little bit, you know, just to get that initial transition. Um, but I mean, now since I've been doing it, it's, you know, second nature. Right. But um, it definitely does take a little getting used to. Yeah. I'm, I'm, do you like um, Adobe Raw better than Lightroom, or it's just really just a matter of that's what you like? Um, I can't really. Yeah, I don't really know. Because <laughs> they're both the same, pretty much, right? I don't think there's really many differences. Um, as 
as far as I know, they are more or less the same. I've heard, I've heard some people say that you'll get slightly sharper results from using camera roll, but um, I mean, you know, unless you're zoomed in a thousand percent and you're going pixel by pixel, you're, you know, probably not going to notice. Right. And also most of the pictures that people put now are online and mm-hmm. especially with Instagram, you aren't going to notice that little bit of a difference. Exactly. And that, I mean, that was actually one of the, um, uh, what caused me to switch over to the a7 III and going down in sensor size was, you know, unless you're making gigantic prints, do you really need 46 megapixels? Right. I mean, I guess the argument you could say is if you crop it more, but for me, mm-hmm. the only time I, I try not to, I've been trying lately not to crop it. I've been trying to get it where I want it in camera, you know, and using my camera to get it framed perfectly. It, I feel that that's better so that I don't have to do as much post-processing, but with rollers and stuff like that, sometimes you have to crop it or whatever because you can't control exactly. it. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I really like about that you did recently was that orange BMW. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that thing's pretty was sick. The uh, 2002 or the E92? Um, which one is this? 2002. Okay. Yep, that was a fun shoot. Because um, I've always, for some reason, I've just always wanted to do a shoot in a uh, storage facility. And um, I just reached out to the uh, owner of that car, and I just pitched that idea to him. And he said uh, he has access to one. So Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah made it happen. <laughs> that's cool. It's a, this is actually 2002. It doesn't even look like a 2002. Or it's, not, is that the model, not the year? Oh, yeah, it's the model. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that thing looks old. Oh, yeah. I think that one is a 73 or 76. I forgot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love but, it. Um, super clean. I love it with the storage in the background because especially that first picture, it's just, I guess you could call it kind of like leading lines, right? Bringing mm, center yep. of the tension to the picture there. It's really neat. You know, and it, I mean, you kind of sort of get like the uh, almost like the barn find feel from yep. the set. Yep, definitely. Yeah, just that's like this kind of what I was going for on that one. Yeah, this old classic car. Just hey, look what we found in the storage bins here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, we did a BMW last night. What was it? It was an odd one, and it only came in one color that year. It was like a brown. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, well. I'm trying to hold on one second. I'll find out what mm-hmm. it was. Um, let me just look it up on my Instagram. Okay. It was in one. I think he's my friend said it was a one something. It was a, it was a two door. Uh, I, th- I think I know the brown you're talking about. It's almost like a kind of like a copperish brown. Yeah, and it changes. Sort of, yep. Depending the on color. the light of it, it changes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. We drove out to Connecticut for it. my uh, friend. We both, me and him, took pictures, and then his wife does video, so she did video okay. of it, and it was really fun. We went to the, we found, we drove around because we didn't know Connecticut too much. We were out in Torrington and we drove around the city and found like this big, huge abandoned warehouse area. And I mean, it was oh, so big. Awesome. Well, the awesome part about it is so big, you could easily take pictures um, in a few different spots and you're good. You know what I mean? It's basically like, mm-hmm. like you're in a couple different areas. Oh, like spots like that are just, they're perfect. Yeah, it's it pretty neat because... All you had to do, like, literally, we got there, and we're like, okay, we're going to drive around for a little while and try and find some spots. literally took us less than 10 minutes. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I know I've been trying to find a spot like that. <laughs> I have to go up there. Do you ever come up to Albany, New York at all? Um, Never been in my life, honestly. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know um, in February I'll be in uh, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah? Whereabouts? Yep. Um. 
Waltham, I believe. Where, Massachusetts? I think it's called Waltham or mm. something like that. Never heard of it. I'm not sure where that is. No, yeah, I think it's like 30 minutes outside of Boston. Oh, okay. So it's still kind of far from Albany, probably. Mm, yeah. Because I'm always looking to find people to shoot with if you guys are ever in the area, if anybody's ever in the area. Okay, yeah. Probably make a trip at some point. Well, if you're ever up here, um, you can always come for like uh, maybe probably next year because this year's kind of winding down, but Cars and Caffeine, mm. the one that Jake comes to. I don't know if you've ever oh. heard of it. Has he ever told you about it? Have you ever talked to him about it at all? Uh, I think he mentioned it um, when he first told me about the uh, podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. It's a little car show they have right in uh, Troy, New York, and it's grown pretty good. I mean, there's times where we had four or 500 cars easily, and it's it's cool because it's oh, well. it's a mix of the young crowd and the old crowd. Everybody gets along good. You have, you know, your imports, you have your muscle cars, your old hot rods, your classic, like, Model T hot rods and stuff. Um you have Euros, you have everything, and, you know, they all have their own little unique thing. You'll have your, you know, bunch of WRXs as usual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have all those coming in and stuff. But it's a lot of fun. Jake comes. Um, he's brought his Datsun a couple times, but I guess he's selling it now. Have you seen his Datsun? Uh, I saw it, um, I think it was, like, right before he moved. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we were trying to set up a shoot for it, but uh, just couldn't make it happen in time. Yeah, I was trying to set up a shoot with him, too, and we were going to this year, but then... He had some mechanical issues, and now he's selling it, so. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. I was like, man, you can't sell that, but I guess he wants to sell it, and he'll eventually get something else. Um, yep. So that BMW was a 135i M Sport. Okay, got it. Because I know, uh, I think the color is like Marrakesh brown or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, it's a weird color, but it's it's different. Like it when, is. When the sun hits it, it's like kind of like, like you said, like a copperish brown, and mm-hmm. pictures don't do it justice, like, when uh, my friend Brandon sent me a picture, like, we're going to go do this shoot. I was like, that's a pretty cool car. And I saw it in person. I was like, holy crap. That car is amazing looking. It's awesome. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that color in person. So I have to see it one day. Yeah, well, we'll be putting pictures up soon. So I'll let you know. I'll show you. Okay. We actually, it's funny, you are uh, just um, talking about doing those trucks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was it Friday night we did our first truck shoot? We're, we usually do cars and stuff like that. So it was a first for us. And, uh, we did an Explorer, a lifted Explorer, newer Explorer. Oh, nice. It was kind of fun. We uh, were like back behind in Albany, back behind these buildings. We're like, there's train tracks there and a train and everything. And then um, there's a big mud puddle there. So I had him, I was like, hey, man, can you drive through this mud puddle? And we got pictures of him doing that. And like, and then he's like, can I do it one more time and go really fast? Like, yeah, please do. <laughs> it, it's always nice when you have people that are willing to, you know, go the extra mile and do stuff. Exactly. You know, I get um, it. When you put a lot of money into your car, some people don't want to do certain things, but when people are willing to do the extra stuff to get the really cool pictures, it's fun. Yeah, it just makes, you know, the entire shoot just worth it in the end. Definitely. Uh, that, yeah, I know I've been, uh, I recently been looking for a truck to shoot as well, just to branch out. Yeah, because, like I said, we don't really do trucks too much, but I thought it'd be fun. And obviously, if you're doing a truck, you kind of want to incorporate something that has to do with the truck, like off-roading. And you kind of mm-hmm. want to incorporate the, you know, the elements of the landscape into the picture. So exactly, because I know, um, I guess the first time I did a truck, it was kind of weird getting used to uh, going from cars to a truck. Yeah, it's um, definitely different. Yeah, as far as like the angles go, and then you want more of, as you said, the off-road spot for it. For um, sure. You know, just to tie it into the elements more. And you have a BMW too, right? Yep, a uh, 2010 M3. 2010 M3. Yep. Yeah, two-door, right? Yep, yeah. E92. 
Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm actually a big fan of the two-door M3s instead. Like, you have the new M3s or all four-door. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yep. do it for me. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Um, I love the front ends of the uh, new M3 and M4. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know, it's just somewhere in there it just loses me. Uh, I mean, they're nice. I just, I'm not a fan of four-doors for the most part unless it's, it's got to be something really cool. And the M3, obviously, it's a cool car, but... Mm-hmm. I just always I'm used to seeing them as you know two doors. They're always two doors, and now all of a sudden that's a four door. Yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's just something about like the E90 E92 series for me. Yeah. Uh, it's just a special car all around, in my opinion. I remember looking back. A couple of my other favorite pictures of yours were um, the Ducati, and then that is it 350Z with the big wing on it, or 370. Uh, the 370. I think it's the green one. You're yeah. Talking yep. About. yep. Now that looks like you use strobes there, right? No, so no. actually the uh I use strobes for the Ducati but not for the uh three seventy. They're both in the uh, same location. Oh, okay. Um so with the three seventy they had just installed uh LED lights in that garage. Mm-hmm. So um I was just able to use the uh just a natural garage light for that one. That's um, crazy. You get kind of like the need for speed feel to it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was kind of getting. See, that's one thing I really want to incorporate into my pictures more. Like, obviously, you want the natural kind of pictures, but kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. I guess like the, not cartoonish, but like magazine type feel to where it's, it's so realistic that it's, it doesn't look exactly like a picture anymore. It's more like a magazine type picture or like a need for speed type picture, I guess you'd say. Yeah, and you'll get that look a lot more, um, in my opinion, like when you use off-camera lighting, whether it be, you know, strobes or uh, light painting. Right, that's really what gets you that look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I found it out just by using the strobe a little bit. I can see it a little bit, and I'm like, okay, that's really the look I'm going for. I just, I've always liked that look. I look at pictures by you, and I look at pictures by people like uh, Pepper, Pepper Yanda, I think that's the name. Oh, yeah. His pictures are ridiculous. <laughs> on a whole other level. <laughs> that That's just a ridiculous level. Like, I saw this picture he did of a car in a garage, just sitting there in a garage, and then he's, the picture he made after of it in a tunnel, going fast with flame shooting out. I'm just like... Jesus Christ, how did he fucking do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just insane the the work that he can do. Yeah, um I don't know if you've seen it before, but uh he has a tutorial series out right now. Yeah, I actually did. I saw that he has okay. a bunch of different ones. I'm actually planning on buying I wanna try the the one light one that he did of the um what was it, the old Z at uh, um Gas yeah, Monkey the Gas Garage. Monkey one. Yeah. Because that's really where I am right now. I have one light, so I wanna try working with that. Yeah, I know because um, I uh, did buy that one. That one's pretty helpful. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite one from him would probably be the very first one he did. Um, he does like a full walkthrough on how he does like the um, the like virtual motion. Oh yeah. Uh, that motion to it. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I've seen that. Yeah. And they're not bad price. I mean, honestly, fifty bucks for a really good t- t- tutorial is not bad at all. Exactly, and I mean, as far in my opinion, automotive photography, you don't really find a lot of resources like that. No, um, there's definitely compared not. to like portraits or wedding photography. Right, and I mean, um, you can ask people, "Hey, how do you do that?" But as much work as it goes into it, you can't explain that. Not in like a, it, few, a few exactly. Words. And it's recently that I've actually understood that because when I first started doing, it, I was like, "Oh, well, that's cool. How do you do that?" And they're like, "Well, I can't really explain it, but you just kind of do this and that." I'm like, okay. And then like as yeah. I've gotten more into, it, I'm like, oh. Now I get why it's a lot harder to explain. There's a lot of work that goes into this stuff. You have to figure out how to set up the shop before you take the picture. You have to figure out mm-hmm. where it's going to be, how you're going to want to put it in Photoshop. 
So you basically have to set it up before you even get into Photoshop. You have to know what you're doing. And that's basically yep. a lot of the work there. Uh, and, um, I mean, just just the entire process from start to finish, from, you know, the very first contact with the owner all the way to the um, final product. Right. Um, you know, it's just so much work that, you know, a lot of people don't really see that goes into it. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people, in my opinion, they just see the uh, final picture and they're, you know, okay, cool picture and go on. But, you know, that's not counting, you know, the hours and sometimes days of work that, you know, just go into that. I love the people who are like, they get mad at you when you say how much your price is and it's like, really that much? Or they, they never contact you again. It's like, you don't understand how much work goes into making a picture, even if it's not a Photoshop picture or just a simple picture like I'll do sometimes or some of your simple pictures. You still have to obviously go there, take the pictures, as many pictures as you need, you think you're going to need. Then you have to put them in and edit them. And that doesn't, you don't just, it doesn't take two seconds, you know? People just oh, don't, exactly. so many people don't understand how much time goes into editing pictures. Because mm-hmm. I know, um, like that Lamborghini set you mentioned, the one I did uh, recently in Vegas, mm-hmm. there's probably just a guess off the top of my head, at least 20 hours or so just into that set. Jesus. And that's clowning Photoshop editing and everything. Yep. And the cool thing about that is even though it's, it doesn't, it's not, you know, it looks natural. You know what I mean? Obviously mm-hmm. I'm sure you've done some Photoshop to it, but it doesn't look like too much edited. You know, it's not like a, mm-hmm. For example, yeah. Pepper Yondale picture, it doesn't look like, obviously you can tell that's photoshopped, it's got extreme stuff done to it, but it looks really good. This just looks like, hey man, we went out to the desert, we took a couple of cool pictures, and they came out really good. Yeah, I think, um, for, it's kind of hard to describe it, um, I kind of really like the more natural look to it, because mm-hmm. um, I kind of find myself in between, um, I don't want to say like excessive photoshop, but... Right. Um, I don't know how to word this. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. For me, it's yeah. <laughs> it depends on the car. Like some cars look better with the natural look, and then other cars, if you go into, I don't know how to say excessive. Like I try to do different things because I'm trying to figure it out. But I really need to do, I guess, when you do you do bracketing a lot. Now, when you do strobes, do you bracket too, or no? You don't really have to because you can use the strobe for the lighting. Um, I tend to bracket with strobes. Yeah. Um, I know. I don't know if you saw the set, the um, the BMW M4, the GTS. Uh, what color was it? Uh, it's like a dark gray. Let me see. Yeah, I think I did this one about a month ago now. Is this it? Uh, it says 1M light. Oh, no, this is a 135 1M. That's not it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, for that one, I really didn't have to use a lot of... Uh, strobe pops for it just because the car was a um it's like a flat gray mm-hmm. um so it kind of just accepted the light uh with one right that, I, think that, yeah. I do like um with flat colors that the sun doesn't you know there's not a lot of reflection that works yeah, out really makes, good makes our job easy <laughs> definitely <laughs> i'm definitely a fan of that when you have like um you know wrapped cars or whatever and they just have that flat color it looks mm-hmm. really good um, I'm not sure where is it. I think. Let me check. You even got a couple of muscle cars in here too. GTO. That GTO um, picture is awesome. I don't shoot enough muscle cars. Um, I've been looking for some. You should definitely just shoot to add more. to my portfolio. I'm a big fan of muscle cars. I mean, I'm I like imports too, but I grew up on muscle cars, so I'm more a fan of them than I am imports. But 
if it's a cool import, you know, if it's got something cool down to it, then I'm definitely a mm. fan of it. It's, um, yeah, definitely an area where I want to do more of it. Um, so I absolutely love rat rods. Oh, for uh, sure. Like this one you got here, it's like, I think it's a, it's, it's kind of a Jeep, right? Yeah. Rat rod Jeep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a definitely one. a Jeep grill. I don't know what the rest of it really is, but it's definitely a Jeep grill. But that thing's ridiculous. Yeah. So we, uh, got kind of lucky with that one. Um, so we shot that at, I think he said that's his, uh, his work in the warehouse. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And that's his awesome. boss lets him store his cars there. So, uh. That was definitely a lot of fun to be able to shoot um, in an environment like that because at that point I had never done that before. Mm-hmm. Have you um, ever heard of um, Chris Lee? He's got the 1JZ uh, rat rod from New York City. Yes, I was actually uh, uh, on your Instagram about okay. a half hour ago. I was going <laughs> to say, you should definitely hit him up. Um, he's okay. he's coming up to Adirondack National supposedly in Lake George next weekend, so we're going to get mm. some pictures of that. At least I am. I don't okay. know if Brandon's going to be up there, but um, he was one of the first guys we had on the podcast. We met him through Charles, who's the one that runs the Cars and Caffeine car show. Um, mm. But his thing, built from the ground up. I mean, he just took pieces here and there and just started building it the craftsmanship that's, that's went into that is just insane that's awesome and i mean cars like that you know they really tell a story exactly. as far as um like you know just everything that went into building though right it's completely different than somebody who just went out and bought a bmw or bought a mercedes or you know whatever yep and you know just slapped on some wheels or right. whatever i mean this thing was literally built from scratch you know he found this he found that he took a bed frame literally a bed frame that you sleep on out of a dumpster and used it for the frame of the truck for the back uh, bed frame of the that, truck. That's so cool. It is. It's insane. Yeah. And, and I guess got to follow for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess according to him, he said that before he got into this, he really didn't know much about fabricating. He just started doing it and learned it along the way. Well, never would have guessed that if I uh, no for sure you know, from looking at it. <laughs> I mean, looking at it, you're like this guy's been doing this for a long time and he's really good at it. But if you get a chance, um, he's one of our podcasts, like one of the first few. We're up to, I think this one that we're doing right now is like 30-something, but okay. go to one of the earlier podcasts. You can learn a bit, a little bit more about it. Oh, will do. All right. Well, we're at 38 minutes, and I know you said you only wanted to do a little bit, a little, about 30 minutes, so we'll wrap it up. Um, okay. But I appreciate, man, your time and everything, and uh, where can people find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram um, at AML underscore photos or uh, my website, www.amlphotographs.com. Okay, man. I appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully one day maybe we can do this again. We'll have Brandon on, and we can all both talk to you again. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Have a good one, man. All right. You too. Bye. So that was Arlen Liverman. Um, had a good chat with him about photography and automotive photography. Um and I guess that's pretty much it for today. You can find us on Cars and Caffeine Podcast on Instagram, on f- Facebook. You can find me at Streamline underscore photography on Instagram and Streamline Photography on Facebook. And always Brandon at Bpotsy Photos on Instagram and Bpotsy Photos on Facebook. Thank you, everybody. Have a good one.